Well, welcome to the Sideways Deacon Podcast. I am your host, Deacon Adam, coming at you from Mother of Perpetual Help Church here in Maryville, Illinois. So hopefully, um, hopefully one of these days I'll actually get people who listen to this podcast. Um, grant you, this is only the second one, and the first one is going to be deleted immediately because I found out there were some audio issues which I am unable to fix, so that one will be deleted from memory and from history, and I might revisit that subject matter um, at a different time. But today, you know, we, today's a different day. Today we, uh, we celebrate the, the Epiphany of the Lord. And this is, this is such a great reading because what you read today is a journey that all of us are undertaking in some way. So today we hear about the Magi, and they're traveling to go visit Jesus. Now, they don't really know who it is they're going to see. But they see this great star, and they know that something big is happening. So they travel, and, and they end up going through Herod's territory, and, and being respectful, they stop off and say, Hey, you know, we're looking for this newborn king of the Jews. Now, of course, this this greatly just freaks Herod out. He's like, wait, what? You know, no, 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 no. So he gets all his people together, and they start talking about it, and they're trying to figure out where the Christ was to be born. And, you know, they're looking at the prophets. And so, you know, Herod pulls the Magi aside, and he says, hey, you know, you continue your journey, please. You know, go find this child. And when you find him, you know, come back to me, send word to me, so I can go and I can see this child too. Now, we know what Herod's intention was. He had no no desire whatsoever to uh, to pay the respect to Jesus. That's that's not what he wanted to do. He had something something much more more nefarious in in, in mind. But anyway, the, the Magi leave, and of course they find where the star stops. And they go in, and they see the Blessed Mother there with the newborn Jesus. And, you know, I mean, just the thought of that is just, you know, so beautiful. I mean, the, you know, when you see a mother with her child right after birth, I mean, it's just such a beautiful and, uh, you know, heartwarming, uh, you know, sight. But this this is the Blessed Mother and Jesus, right? I mean, this is, and Joseph is there. So this is, you know, one of the few times that we know that the Holy Family was together. So it had to be such a beautiful, magical moment. I always suspect that it was because the star led the, the, the Magi there. Now, once the Magi got there, you know, they, they, they fall down and, they, you know, they're just in awe of this, of this child. And they bring these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These things that would have been very expensive, fit for a king. Now, once, once they've, you know, given these gifts, they're warned in a dream or something to to take another way home and so they do so they want to avoid Herod because they don't want Herod to know where Jesus is now this this image this this reading from uh, from the gospel of Matthew I mean it's just so beautiful because it so rightly sums up our journey in this life our journey in this life is to go toward God to move closer to Jesus, to build that relationship with Jesus and the Holy Family 
and with God's church. And, you know, I think it was Fulton Sheen who said, um, at least I, I think it was, I, hopefully I'm right on that, and somebody correct me if I'm not, but, you know, as you find Jesus and you, and you see him in your life and you meet him and you build that relationship with him, you don't leave him the same way you came in. Just like the Magi, they came in, but they went home a different way. You know, Fulton Sheen says that, you know, once you meet Jesus, once you truly meet Jesus Christ, you are forever changed and you will have no choice but to go a different way. Much like our Magi in the story, you know, they went a different way. Wow. I mean, that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Meeting Jesus. And that's kind of, you know, and this is what I really want to talk about today. Because, you know, I'm, I, I'm on day seven of Exodus 90. Now, I, I'm not plugging them because I work for them or anything like that. And, and so for those who don't know, Exodus 90, it, it's designed for men. And the whole point of this program is to help us overcome our vices. Overcome those things that take us away from God. And so what, what are we doing? What, what, is, what is taking us away from God? Is it our phones? Is it social media? For some men, it's, it's, it's something more. It, it's something deeper, something darker, like pornography. Well, Exodus 90 was a program designed to help us deny those things that we want, and even some comfort. Yes, you know, the rumors are true. We do, in fact, as crazy as it sounds, Take cold showers starting on January 1st. Um, but the idea of it isn't to torture yourself like some of the guys I'm with in my current fraternity think. Um, it's to deny ourselves comfort. We offer that suffering up for somebody else, for other people. And, and that's what Jesus tells us we have to do. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross. He's not talking about cold showers. I get it. But little things matter. So what is it you're doing? What is it you're denying yourself to follow Christ? Many of us in today's world, not really. we don't really do a whole lot. Now, I grant you, not everybody's going to be a St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I mean, she left everything. My understanding was she actually came from a, a pretty decent family that had money. She gave up everything to live with the poorest of the poor. What about my Franciscan brothers, the Franciscans of the Renewal? They, they live in the poorest of the poor areas. And, and they rely on, you know, divine providence to get them through in so many ways. Again, I'm not asking you to do anything that extreme. But what I would ask you to do, give up some of your modern comfort. Live a life that's a little more simple. You know, uh, one of the things since I started Exodus 90, now, everybody has a little bit of a different goal when they start 90, Exodus 90, what it is they're trying to overcome. But the end result is the same for everybody. We're trying to build that relationship with God. We're trying to redirect our lives and our energy toward what matter, faith, family, and, so, you know, even yourself to a certain degree because, you know, we're, we're supposed to be exercising and such. But, you know, we gotta, we have to, what is your main goal? What, what is it that's holding you back? You know, in my case, one of the things that really is holding me back is, is my health. 
Um, I've had some heart issues. Uh, had a heart, a cardiac event. They said in 2018, and so I'm using this as an opportunity to rid myself of all the sugars. My lord, I, I don't, I didn't realize how much sugar I was consuming. You know, as I'm eating a dozen donuts and drinking, you know, like six thirty-two ounce Dr. Peppers a day. I'm, I'm slightly joking on that. Uh, some of those numbers are true. Not the dozen donuts, although I could probably polish off three or four. Anyway, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get my physical self and my spiritual health. I'm trying to get them aligned together, you know, because I, I firmly believe those two are connected. If you're spiritually healthy and you're physically healthy, then you're going to be in a much healthier relationship with God and yourself. Uh, and, that, and that's important because all these things work together. But what is it that's holding you back? Uh, one of the things I see today that is really holding humanity back, the world's greatest and worst invention all at the same time, the smartphone. That thing is absolutely evil. And let me tell you why. Yes, it's great. You know, we have the ability to look up anything we want. We can text somebody, you know, who's across the, the globe, and get a response back as soon as they wake up if they're on a different time zone. But almost immediately we get a response. Now people, we love, we love instant gratification. And a cell phone offers us that. We literally have a computer at our fingertips that can do everything for us. We can order anything and have it within two days. We can talk to anybody we want via text, phone call, which I don't think many people use their phone to actually call anybody anymore. I think everything's done through texting and instant message and Facebook and God knows what else uh, they're using out there now. Um, you know, maybe maybe go back to being live, living a little bit more simple. Maybe Maybe on Sundays. Sundays would be a great day. Take your phone on Sunday, go put it on the charger, and leave it there all day. Unless you're a doctor dealing with, you know, people who may be dying, you know, maybe maybe you're some sort of cardiac specialist, right? But that's not a majority of the world. Majority of us, we're not that important. Oh, I know that hurts. It hurts to hear that, right, that you're not important. You're important to God, but you're stationed in this life. You don't need to be gotten a hold of 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on that phone. Put your phone down. Set it in the other room and go live your life. Get outside. Go see God's creation. Take the dog for a walk. That's what my wife's doing right now. She's walking the dog. I'm here talking to everybody else through a podcast. Um, you know, but yeah, get out there and live, man. Let's live, live life simple. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We've made things so complicated now with cell phones and everything. Don't believe me. Go, go out to a restaurant. Leave your cell phone home. But go out to a restaurant. Just, just sit in a corner somewhere. Watch families together. I guarantee you, there's going to be a couple of them constantly looking at their phone. I don't know if they're checking, you know, the baseball stats, football, whatever sports playing right now. I'm not into sports. But, you know, name it. They're probably, there's probably somebody looking at those. You probably have kids playing on TikTok or whatever it is they do nowadays. Um, my kids are older. I don't think either of them used TikTok. I think uh, their thing was Snapchat. I don't even know if that's still around. But, you know, you got somebody checking their social media. You guys, put your phone down. Put it down. That phone has been the greatest hindrance for humanity in so many ways. 
I actually read a study the uh, uh, might have been a day or so ago. I don't remember exactly when, but it said human beings are actually getting dumber because of smartphones. Well, I seen the irony in that right away. But the but the the reasoning for it actually made perfect sense. It was brilliant. Um, they said that uh, we don't memorize anything anymore. We don't have to. We have a wealth of knowledge right there at our fingertips. You know, you don't have to know when Columbus discovered the Americas anymore. You could just Google it. You know, back in my day, we had to read about it in a book, listen to a teacher talk about it. Even though it was just as boring when I read it, we had to listen to them talk about it. Probably took some notes on it and then had to take a written test on it later. We had to memorize it. I don't know if kids have to do that anymore. I think kids are using Chromebooks now. They're not using a book. Um, I doubt they're doing paper tests anymore. I doubt they're writing reports like they used to. I, I really don't know. Uh, my kids are both out of school being older, but they said that people are getting dumber because of smartphones. And I thought, wow, you know, when I was a kid, if you wanted to call your buddy, well, you had to use a landline, but you had to know his phone number or her phone number. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. My son, you know, I'm watching him. He's, he's you know, he's 20. He's going to be 21 here next month. And, uh, you know, I'll, he'll be sitting on the couch. He'll be texting back and forth with his girlfriend all night. And we didn't do that in my house, man. We, we I had to go around the corner with a phone with a cord and wear out the little curly cord that actually went to the receiver to talk to my girlfriend. And it was, uh, you know, a totally different world. We physically had to talk to one another. Um Kids now are—they're they're just different, man. They're, they're, I really believe they're missing out on so many great things. I mean, yeah, they'll sit and text all night. It's like, man, you know, when I was his age, I wanted to be out with my girlfriend. You know, girls just smell nice, so you kind of want to be around them, and they look pretty. You don't get that from phone. You know, even if they send you a picture, you know, it's like, eh, yeah, okay, but it's just not the same, you know. But in so many ways, we're distracted by that device. You know, we've become somewhat antisocial. We don't have to memorize things anymore. Like I said, it's just, it's such a curse on humanity. Now, don't get me wrong. There's there's some good things about having a phone because, for one, you can look up information, and that does come in handy. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were asking me about uh, purgatory in the Bible. And, well, again, the Bible doesn't mentioned purgatory by name there are a couple references to them and one of them was actually in the in the uh i think it was the book of matthew um jesus said something and he mentioned the next life after so you know they corn you know that gives you the impression that there was hope you know hope for the dead um in its context i don't remember which passage it was so forgive me but you know so the phone the cell phones do have uh their purpose i don't get me wrong I'm just saying, you know, maybe next week, you know, spend time, next Sunday, spend more time with family. Spend time with God. Come to our Adoration Chapel here at Mother Perpetual Health Church. Oh, it's such a beautiful time. And maybe you can't do a full holy hour in our chapel because, you know, if it's a little bit of a discipline. I, I can't lie. I mean, I've been ordained for a little over two years now, and sometimes I still have a hard time getting in the swing of things. But maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Maybe build up, do 30, 40, 45, and then eventually a whole hour. Or maybe you're comfortable just coming to visit for 10, 15 minutes at a time. But put down the phones. Put down whatever it is that's distracting you. Spend time with God. Spend time with your family. Spend time in God's creation. You know, um, 
all through formation here, uh, you know, five years of formation, four and a half years, whatever it was, you know, so much of my time was taken up, you know, doing schoolwork because I had to read three or four books that just were really hard for me because they were so philosophical or so dry or whatever. I'm, I'm a comic book guy, so it was just, it was really difficult for me. And I was writing papers, I had a parish assignment and all those things. One of the things that I always loved to do prior to uh, formation was I was a, I was I liked to hunt I liked to fish I liked to be outside, you know. And I was at uh, Cabela's today, and I was looking at all the fishing poles and stuff, and I was like, oh, I got to get back outside. It's a little cold about there fishing now. They might be suspended down there. I might better get a couple. But you know, um, you know, get out there, enjoy God's creation, whatever it is you do. Go outside, sit in the sun, go for a walk. Well, there's no sun today, but go outside, go for a walk, do whatever it is get out there don't be distracted by this the things in this world live simple i mean that's just my two cents on the subject i mean you know maybe you have different thoughts and i would be glad to hear it. i want to hear whatever you have to say um so i'm gonna you know leave this with my you know giving you my email address sidewaysdeacon at gmail.com again that's sidewaysdeacon at gmail.com i would love to hear your thoughts um, any ideas you might have for things you want me to talk about? Ways that I could pray for you? I love to pray for people. Hopefully everybody's praying for deacons and, and priests and bishops and everything because Lord knows we need it. Um, you don't know how messed up you have to be to want to do this job. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, yeah, you know, I'd love to hear it. So sidewaysdeacon at gmail.com. You know, reach out. I want to hear your thoughts and you know, or your prayer requests, whatever it is. Um and, you know, if maybe if I get some good ideas, you know, you might hear your idea on a, you know, a future episode. Maybe you got some complaints. I want to hear those, too. You know, anything I can do to make make your life better. You know, if something I say on here is offensive, let me know. Because I don't mean to be offensive. I don't think that I've said anything offensive. but Or anything that maybe I said is incorrect. I don't mind being corrected. And uh, I will... I will automatically change that but yeah reach out to me i'd love to hear from you and uh, know what your thoughts are what your uh, maybe you want to tell me what's uh, holding you back maybe you have some questions on whatever is holding you back from god I'm, I'm interested in hearing that too um and i will certainly offer what i can um you know but yeah sideways deacon at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you and uh thanks for joining me here at the sideways deacon god bless you all